0: You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode eight of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockolds. And I'm delighted to welcome onto the line. It is Tom Hiscott, the editor of the Toolstation Western League Bulletin. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. And yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. We've um, we've got plenty of um, of football. Um, to discuss um, uh, really focus this week on the uh, the events of Saturday the 17th of September mm. um, we've got a couple of manager interviews for you of course Um Jay Cash uh, the manager of Mousel and Lee Perks the manager of Brislington um, join us this week but we're going to kick things off with the FA Cup second qualifying round first of all we we've got to say congratulations to helston for sort of staying in the hat but um the future uh, their future in the competition is 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 certainly not resolved yet is it tom after that oh. impressive draw away at bishop's cleave
1: yeah they nearly got the nearly got the job done didn't they as well unfortunately just being picked back at the end but uh well to go to go away and, and really uh lay down the marker really to a great claim the free-all draw so yeah they will be replaying on i think it's tuesday evening isn't it uh probably maybe listened maybe will have happened before people have uh uh listened to this but uh yeah they they did pretty well on saturday didn't they steve colwell gave the visitors uh, a flying start they were ahead after just five minutes so uh, yeah perfect perfect start to the game for them <clears throat> They were pegged back, but then uh, yeah, they managed to, to dominate during the early stages of the second half, really. And it was Ruben Wilson making it 2-1 uh, before Tom Payne then extended their lead. So it looked at that stage as if they probably have enough uh, to to book their spot in the in the next round, which would have been a yeah, a, well pretty pretty um, yeah meteoric result for them. But uh, yeah, they were pegged back as I say, and Bishop Cleve did did draw level in the fifth minute of stoppage time, so a, a real late late uh, uh, blow. But uh, yeah, they get a. Get another go at them at home on Tuesday night so uh, yeah hopefully by the time people have listened to this Helston might be in the hat for the well be in the uh, be in the uh, in the next round
0: yeah no I sincerely hope that they are that the listeners won't be listening to this um before we know the result of that but we, what we do know of course is if they are able to get through uh, then they will take on um um western Supermare, which which rather um sinks the battleship of our next um of our next feature game <laughs> um I think probably everybody knows. Um, but I mean, it was a, you know, it was a heroic attempt, wasn't it, from Shepton Mallet um, mm. against um, against the bigger boys.
1: Yeah, they were obviously up against it from the moment they got that draw. And to go there and and only fall down uh, by, by a goal to nil is, yeah, pretty, pretty creditable really, isn't it? I think from all reports, they had a good go. And uh, yeah, Weston certainly, Weston's mare didn't pull away from them, did they? It was a pretty early goal, uh, that 20th minute. Uh, Reuben Reid uh, used to play for Plymouth, one of my favourite players back in the day. Uh, so he managed to, to get on the score sheet for which just shows what sort of calibre of opposition they're up against. And uh, yeah, West Matt did manage to hold on for
0: the 1-0 win, but yeah, fantastic effort from, from Shepton. I'm sure they'll have enjoyed their, their cup run. Um right then, moving into the premier division, and we've got we kick things off with an eight goal thriller between Barnstable Town and Clevedon Town. Yeah, absolutely. The
1: the fun the fun starts straight away, doesn't it? A five-three game uh, to talk about. Barnstable over Clevedon. Um, it was, yeah, pr- plenty going on. As, as I say, uh, definitely the game of the day, I would have thought. Um, and it was the home side who enjoyed much the better of the home. I hope, the, the first half, three uh, one up at the interval. Goals from uh, Brody Montague, uh, Billy Tucker, and Callum Led putting them putting them in control. Uh, but Cle- cleveland definitely weren't about to roll over. And uh, yeah, they managed to get back on on level terms by about the hour mark. Uh, elliott Nicholson and Alex Cam both scoring pretty early in the second half, so that made it made it three apiece. Uh, But it was, uh, yeah, it was the the home side who managed to to push on in the final, final minutes. And it was Stu Bowker. Uh, He made it four threes and he's in good nick. Uh, So he put them back in front uh, and then Laird again, uh, scoring. Uh, I think it was a cross that inadvertently ended up in the back of the net, but they'll definitely take it. it A a 5-3 win. So, uh, yeah, fantastic, fantastic uh, uh, result for them. And, uh, yeah, fantastic entertainment for
0: those in attendance. Only the three goals in our next game, and they were all for the home side. Buckland Athletic took on Cadbury Heath. Yeah, and this was all
1: down to one man, uh, Josh Weber, scoring a hat trick for the home side here. Uh, goalless opening half as well. So uh, yeah, bit a bit of a tense, uh, tense affair. Uh, but uh, Buckland managed to surge away uh, during the second half, and it was a couple of goals right at the beginning of the second half as well, actually, uh, which made the difference. Uh, a deflected, a couple of deflected efforts uh, to to. Uh, to, to credit to Webber, uh, both uh, both went in the back of the net and there was also another goal uh, midway between that. So, uh, yeah, um, Buckland, 3-0 winners and uh, they'd gone five without a clean sheet, so they'll be happy with, with holding on to that on, on Saturday and that came thanks to uh, Andy Collins penalty saving in the 89th minute as well. So, uh, yeah, uh, all-round good good performance from
0: Buckland. Now, our next game is between Mousel and New boys, Sherborne Town and, um, well... A home side would have gone home happy, but I think credit to Sherbourne in this one, Tom. Yeah, absolutely. A real late, late show, really. Um,
1: not much to pick between them, and it was it was goalless with about 10 minutes or so to go. So Sherbourne uh, potentially thought they might 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 go there and, and bag a point, but uh, Mazel kept pushing, and it was a couple of late goals, as I say. Uh, Hayden Turner and then Callum McConey in stoppage time, uh, making it 2-0, and uh, yeah, the home
0: side went home happy. Well, of course, Jake Ash has been a fixture on the Tool Station Western League podcast since um, Mousel joined us last season. And um, it was a my pleasure to uh, to get in touch with Jake again um, at this early stage of the season to reflect on that win at the weekend. But given their high standards, I wondered whether their form so far this season had been a frustration to him.
2: Uh, I, think, um, I think people... Probably look at some of the results and, and think that um, I, I think there were certain games where we let ourselves down. I mean, certainly in the FA Cup, we went we out down at all point having been, been two-one up, and obviously having beaten them quite quite convincingly on the opening day of the season. And that was a really disappointing day. But actually, looking at the games where we've dropped points, I mean, we've, we've played Saltash twice and, and drawn both of those. You know, it certainly felt like we should have should have won the, the, the home game. Um, but but you know, they're not. That's not too terrible results. Um, and then we drew away Ashton and Backwell, which you know is it's incredibly tough place to go. And, and actually, it's a point more than we got there last year. Um, so you know, you look at the, you look at those three. We obviously drop points, but but they're in games where you go, well, there's a chance that can happen because you're playing against you know good sides, and arguably we could have won. And, and, and actually, going back to Ashton and Backwell, one that was that was the day when it was about thirty-five degrees. Um, Hot and, it was, and it was difficult. Um, the, the one that's a disappointing one was lost at home to Billbrook in a, a midweek game where we weren't great and, and we still probably should have won it, and we, we just gifted two really poor goals. Um, so I think if I could have reversed that one, then um, in terms of the results, we've, we've, we've been all right. Um, but I still I do think there's there's more more for us to come, more from us to come. I think there's um, there's been little patches, but we probably haven't quite put it together um, across. Cross games um, or cross enough of a game yet. Um, but, but we're on a good little run. So at this point, at the tour point, I think we've, we've taken 10 points out the last four games. So um, it's, it's certainly heading in the right direction now.
0: I mean, you are handily placed in in sixth, um, you know, and there are teams above you that have played more games. So we've got to put this into a bit of perspective. But I guess one of the reasons why I asked the question that I did is because certainly before the season I was tipping you for title contenders. And I wonder whether people like me are guilty about setting expectations too high for Mausel.
2: No, I don't think so. I think think we finished third last year. Two teams that went up uh, have gone out of the league, so uh, I think I, there was every you know every right and expectation that we would um, be up the top, end and then we will be. Um, uh, and I think um, obviously some of the other sides have, have got off to a really really strong start, but there's so many difficult games to come. And in Sherbourne again, Sherbourne proved that on Saturday. You know they were really tough to break down, and every game, as was the case last year in this league, is difficult. So um, everyone have runs, good runs. Everyone have bad runs. Um, we're actually ahead of our points at the same point this time last year. Um, you know, last year we were, we were certainly looking up at Travis and, and Ethan at times who we started well um, and they were a long way ahead of us so it's something we're, we're not used to um, but, but no, look, we have that expectation as well that we'll be up there competing and, and I'm confident we will be so um, we just need to keep keep on the run that we're on and, and keep, doing, keep doing the things that we're really good at and we've talked about that as a group. Um, clean sheets will help that, it's really clean and have one of those on Saturday, if it hasn't been enough of those um, and we will be fun.
0: I mean, do you think you've served your apprenticeship now in the Western League, do you think this is the season where realistically you can look to, to go up to the Southern League?
2: Uh, I think I think last year in some sense it was easier because no one kind of knew too much about us and, and how we played and, um, and I think that was a bit of a surprise factor and and also on top of that, there was no real expectation on us last year, so you know um, it, it made that approach to games a little bit easier sometimes. Whereas this year, teams want to beat you. you, know, you you're expect, when you're expected to do well, there's that extra one percent or two percent that teams find that, that that they find against teams that are expected to do well. So um, I, I think in some senses we know what's coming, which is good. Um, but I think on the flip of that, I think people know what's coming from us. Um, I, I don't think it makes much difference. So we're certainly used to the travelling, but but again, last year you know there was a novelty factor about it, which was a bit exciting, and, and perhaps there isn't quite that sense this year. Not that we don't mind it at all, and, and we make it fun and we enjoy it. And we haven't actually had many away trips yet, but we, we, we certainly we certainly lost that novelty factor um, and, and lost that little bit of mystique and mis- mystery about us as a team and a club, um, which which obviously makes life a bit more difficult. So. So no, it, it, it's, you know, I think we've seen it from the teams that have come up this year into the league as well, from the Peninsula as well, it's it's a really difficult league, um, it's great, we love it and we love the challenge and certainly off the back of that sort of little dip we had and, and losing to Millbrook and then Torpoint really enjoyed the sort of battle of um, getting us back on course and, and we we'll, we'll started to do that a little bit.
0: I, I've really got to try and make the the tone of this interview a lot more upbeat because I mean you are doing you know you've only lost one game in the league you're doing you are doing very well and you're still very much you know I'm, I'm sure on course um, for a good season I mean we we talked or well, you mentioned previously about you know Tavistock and Exmouth going up last season you finishing third um what do you think about the standard of competition this season um you know Saltash seem to have improved obviously you've talked about being beaten by Torpoint in the FA Cup um and by Milbrook um in the league so i mean do you think that the western league is harder this season than it was last season
2: um i think i think it's harder from the factors that i just said in terms of um Teams teams know how we're going to play a little bit more, but I, I don't I, I don't I think it was, yeah it was tough last year and, and we played out twice early in the season um, an Exeter a very very difficult side to play in I, I would perhaps say that um, you know losing those two they're two very very good sides and perhaps you know we haven't replaced those two sides in terms of the level of quality but but there's there's never there's just no there's just no never an easy game uh, and I think we lost Bridgeport uh, Bridgewater last year who obviously. You know, were were struggling, and and I think everyone kind of saw that as a potential for three points, and probably isn't one of those teams in the league this year. So I think I think it's it's very similar again. I think it's really difficult to get three points, I and mean, when you get them, you really want to enjoy them. The standard is great. Bridgewater have obviously got a great start, and, and as you mentioned, Saltash, you know, they 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 definitely from from last year, um, and they were good last year. Um, they've added some they've added some really really good players, and um, are very competitive and. And, and there's lots of sides that are going well, and and it's and it makes it really really interesting. And lots of those teams have all got a other and we're, we're pleased we've got Souths that way twice. That's two really really difficult games we've, we've ticked off. Um, there's lots more to come for everyone, so yeah, it's going to be it's going to be really really interesting again. I think. Yeah.
0: I think last season we talked about you know if you can finish above. I, I can't remember whether we said Tavistock, um, but. You know, do you think if there was a, you know, if there's a, a, a team that you can finish above this season, you know, would that, you know, would that be the target to sort of win the league?
2: Yeah, well, I think I think last year we said when we spoke, I think we said if we could finish above the other Cornish sides, yeah, um, we would be in the right place, and and, and we did that, but we were, <laughs> unfortunately the two Devon sides were were just uh, a little bit too far away from us, but it was four points uh, while we were level level on points going into that last day actually, you know, so. It was it was a, it was a tiny gap, but um, I think this year I think the, the teams that have started well uh, will, will undoubtedly be up there. Um, Bridgewater have got off to a, a fantastic start and put themselves in a really good, good position, and a pot's and clever as well. You know they've got a lot of games in early, so um, that, that, that's that's when they're on a good run, which, which is only going to help them. Um, obviously, if things start to go difficult for them and they're not playing maybe every single week later in the season um that might be more difficult. But um you know they'll, they'll certainly be up there and Shep and Mallet have obviously um continued and uh, I think they made a similar sort of start last year in terms of they're being very, very resolute defensively and very difficult to break down. Um so so I think again, you know, if we finish up off the cornish side, Soltasha, you know, obviously got off to a really good start. Um Helston will be will be up and about there on a on a really good run I think. Um drawn a few but, but, but certainly not losing many. Um, so I think again if we can finish above the corner sites um, we'll, we'll be in we'll be in a good position um, but, but there's, there's definitely um, Bridgewater Shepard, and you know I think you'd look at you, you, I wouldn't rule out Ashton back well you know being really difficult to play against and really you know really good side. and then you've got you've got a host of other sides that will fancy themselves to get in and amongst the mix you know are really really difficult and have got a lot of very very good players um, so yeah, it's really tough to really tough to call in. All, all I all I would definitely say that I know at this stage is that um, there will be lots of points dropped. I don't think there will be a team that will run away with it. Um, so you just got to stay in there and keep trying to chip away and get three points when you can.
0: Now I remember our first interview because I think all that anybody wanted to talk about when the Cornish sides entered the Western League was the travel. And you made a very compelling case for why you know travel for you wasn't a big deal. Um, and, you know, that you're up for the challenge. And I guess, you know, given that we've had a conversation about your aspirations to be to win the Western League, to be promoted into the Southern League, clearly travel, you know, remains something that you're, you know, that you're more than happy to do. But the landscape does appear to have changed somewhat. And I just wondered how you felt about the proposed merger with the Southwest Peninsula League and, and the Project Southwest proposal to create a new Step 5 division, you know, ac- ac- across um, across the league. Uh, the league's footprint is that something that you welcome?
2: Uh, I think it's something that makes absolute sense. Um, I don't think it's something that appeals to to, to, to us uh, in terms of it would feel like a, a re- regression. You know, we, we really enjoyed coming up into the Western League, and you know, we're going to we're going to travel a long way, the league we're in. So the travel, not you know, and then there's a cost to that. And obviously, as a manager, you know, I don't see that and feel that pain. You know, it's not sort of coming out of my pocket, so to speak, but. Um, it would certainly feel for us, sort of going back to a, a Cornish, you know, Devon League. It would it feel like a bit of a regression because we we wanted to step up, and we stepped up, and we you know we have these journeys, and that in itself makes it feel a little bit more serious, if you like, or a little bit more proper. And, and I, I think if we were to find ourselves back in that that sort of Cornish-based league, it, it would feel like a bit of a regression for us. So, um, but, but you know, I understand. that well, I think everyone understands. Why um, I think speaking to all of the the Bristol, you know, and, and teams uh, further out of Devon and Cornwall, I think obviously they're really keen for it, and, and I can I like understand why. Um, I, I think that's compounded by the fact that in the last few years you look at Tavistock and Exmouth, and, and we were third, and Saltash were up there. I think a lot of the, the, the teams that have come up and, and have done well have come from down this area. So I think the appeal, then again, for the you know the Bristol side, it probably makes that league a little bit more. Appealing in terms of progression, you know, they probably think they could be, you know, going to lose a lot of good sides there as well. So I can definitely see why, um, and I can see the see the, the, the what the posits are in terms of cost. Um, and, and but obviously looking for it from a Cornish point of view, it's it's maybe not something that's that's as exciting as it was going into the Western. You know, that that held real excitement, and and we still really enjoy it, and we we like playing teams. And, Sherbourne, a great example of that on Saturday. Mm. What a brilliant brilliant bunch. They they were absolutely unbelievable. They came down, didn't hear any grumbles. How was the traffic, boys? Yeah, absolutely fine, flew down. They were in the clubhouse, out singing, out drinking, out everything, (laughs) us, Um, you know, they, they, if it was done, three points were given for um, performance after five o'clock, where they'd have absolutely battered us. Um, And they, they loved it, and I saw a video of them on the bus on the way back, having a brilliant time. I spoke to a lot of their committee, you know, they uh, you know it's not a short journey for them on a Saturday in September. But they just made the most of it. They plan, you know, they they funded the three Cornish trips. That you know they, they had a real plan around it. Um, and I think if you've got a club with a plan and and, and you, you approach things with a bit of thought and and stuff, it it, it can work. But no, I understand it. Um, but, but perhaps like I say, it's not as not as exciting for us as it might be for others.
0: Well, I guess sort of the point you're making there is, is sort of improved by the fixture calendar for the next month, isn't it? Because um, if we look at those games, Falmouth, Barnstable, Ilfracombe, Millbrook, Buckland and Torpoint, you know, they've, they've got quite a familiar feel to them, haven't they?
2: They have. I think we would have played Barnstable four times by the end of September. Uh, Millbrook um, doubled up. Um so it it, it it certainly yeah this part of the season does feel a little bit and we said this last year it does feel a little bit tilted um, in terms of in terms of the fix. you know we we probably should have played Millbrook again already it got called off for, for some reason um, a couple of weeks back so um, yeah it's, it it does feel a bit it doesn't really feel like the the Western League campaign kicks in until you kind of get to October November so um, so we look forward to that period and, and certainly these local ones I think I've said it before. Uh, Really difficult as well. You know, everyone everyone knows everyone, and everyone wants to to beat you know, your local rivals, whether that's you know Sholtoash or Elston or Falmouth, you know any of those local sides that extra bit on it as well. So it's a really difficult period for the teams down here. And I think you know certainly Falmouth are a good side. You know they're they're finding they're finding that out as well. You know there's a lot of tough games back to back, and and when you then go up and start playing at the teams further up up the country. Um, it becomes ever so slightly easier. Not is there any worse? But just because they don't know so much about you and it's probably slightly less on it, you know, in terms of the local edge. Um, so, so yeah, it's a big, 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 big period for us. And obviously, like I said earlier as well, um, the, the Shepton trip on Saturday probably probably couldn't have had a, a trickier draw really, given their start to the season. Um, so, so yeah, it's a difficult period, but we're looking forward to it. Uh, well,
0: up next, of course, it's um Shep- and Mallet away in the vase, isn't it you know they've had a fantastic start to the league campaign and this really takes me back to the point I was trying to make to you earlier because actually they've had a fantastic start to the league but they're only three points above you in the table um, but you know I suppose because this is a one off cup game that, that represents a real challenge for you.
2: Yeah it's really exciting you know I think the, the, we probably go up there as underdogs uh, which we probably haven't had much of in the last you know Eight, six months, nine months. Um, as we start to go on good runs or what have you, um, you know, we could probably go up there as underdogs with their record. Um, having gone on Saturday against Western Super May, you know, to lose one nil up there against a team flying in, the, in their league is, is, is another cracking result. So they're obviously very, very difficult to, to break down. I think, they, like I said, they started similarly last season, and then I think Taunton had a big win against them in the carpet, and, 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 and we went up there and. Funny enough, it's an absolute re- it's an absolute rerun of last year. We had them exactly the same stage last year in the past. Um, and after they start the season really well, we went up there and won one 0 and it was a brilliant win. We had to defend, um, and it was it was a real tight, nothing in it. Um, but we just nicked an early goal and, and held on uh, to Member a little bit as well. So that was a really nice one. It feels very similar at this stage of the season where they are, um, probably where we are because we we started last season really poorly. Um, you know, we started much better this year than we did last year. But so it's got it's got a very similar feel to it but but yeah, we got there as underdogs and it, it, that's, that's that itself is nice. It changes the picture, it changes the feel. Um and it but it'll be really, really difficult. Really difficult. They're a they're a good side and every game we had against them last year, I think I think we we, we drew to all in the league and we beat them. I think it was i have been 1-0 at home so there was every, there was either a draw or one goal difference so there's not going to be much in it at all um, but they'll be super confident with their start um, but it's a couple game, anything can happen we, we really like going up there it's a lovely setup, really friendly club lovely, lovely surface um, so no we're, we're really looking forward to it and uh, like I said we could have had a much 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 easier draw um, but but that's the way it, that's the way it goes in the so we'll, we'll go up there and if we manage to get through it it'll be a, it'll be a really really good bus trip back I'm sure
0: the FA Vars is a competition you know well, isn't it? And I wonder whether that, you know, inspires you on because, um, you know, you, you must you must realise... Well, you know what, what it takes, you know, to be successful in this tournament and I guess that's something that you'd love to revisit with Mausel.
2: I'd love... Yeah, I, I'm well, fortunate to win it, but I, 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 it doesn't really affect my thinking around it other than the fact that I would love... Players to have that feeling. Um, you know, I'd love them to experience that. You know, I'm not fussed about myself, but certainly if they they get that feel of you know, the excitement as you go through the rounds and you wait the draw, then you get some some brilliant away days against you know sides that you don't don't know not, not from your league. You know, that, that that just as an experience for a footballer, that's really exciting. There's nothing that can, can replicate that. Um, a lot of our players won't won't go on to play you know professional football or. Or perhaps you know, right at the top end of the ladder. So, so this competition provides a an opportunity to, to experience stuff that they just they just can't anywhere else. But to do that, you have to go through um, a lot of games against the difficult sides, and there'll be, there'll be real tough moments in those games. So, I, I, I don't think it affects how I think about it, other than the fact that I, I get excited about the boys having an experience uh, of a run, you know, and a, and a good run. Um, and lots of sides to prove that that it's possible. Blackburn you know, had a great run last year, and I know the Western League has always fared fed really well, and, and as a the Peninsula League actually in the past, With teams going on going on runs. So I'm I'm really really excited for for the, for the boys to have that opportunity. We had a little taste of it last year. We went through we went through three rounds last year, but um, I, I'd like us to, to 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 go even further this year. So um, although we've got a tough tough start, if we can get through this one. Um, the, the, the excitement just ratchets up every single round, so it's a brilliant competition, and it is absolutely nothing like that. I don't think in sport, you know, in any other sport or in any other um, any other country, even in football. So it's 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 just always a special thing to be involved in. So we want to be in it for as long as we can be.
0: And my thanks to Jake for his time. Finally, in the in the Premier Division. Uh, Wellington they took on new boys Welton Rovers just the six goals here not the eight that started our premier division roundup Tom but uh, an equally compelling game yeah absolutely and uh, for those that turned up it was Wellington's first home game
1: of the season so uh, they've had a a little time to wait and it was it was worth waiting for I would say a 4-2 win uh, for the home side over Welton Uh, Jake, uh, Jake Quick heading them in front uh, before an excellent strike, it was Sam Towler midway through the first half. Uh, put it, put them two nil up. So uh, yeah, uh, pretty decent uh, first half for Wellington. Uh, Towler then striking again, uh, making it, making it three nil. And that was a penalty after about an hour or so. Uh, before, yeah, Wellington finally get got their name on the score sheet, and that was Cam Allen. Uh, so setting up a, a potentially nervy final 20 minutes. But uh, yeah, Wellington pushed back. Uh, and it was quick scoring again, so he made it a brace as well, uh, and that made it 4-1. Five minutes from time, and then it was a uh, Jack Jenkin goal, 17-year-old coming off uh, off the bench uh, to to strike the, the final goal, and that was for Welton, of course. But uh, yeah, fantastic uh, result for Wellington uh, back on back on home soil.
2: If you're thinking Tool Station, I know they'll save me money, but do they have all the top brands? You know, Dewalt, Makita, Einhell, Stanley, Myra, Kudox, Nest, and Santex. Yeah, they do. Over 15,000 trade-quality products in the range from the leading brands with prices that are hard to beat. If you want a helping hand to save on your next job, try Toolstation. With over 300 branches, there's always a Toolstation near you.
0: Now, moving into the First Division and um, uh, Bishop's Lydiard. And Brislington, they played out a seven-goal thriller, but this one was slightly more one-sided than the games we've covered so far. Tom,
1: just a little bit, yeah. So uh, plenty of plenty of goals still, though, as you say. But uh, yeah, six of them coming from the away side in this one. Uh, they're they're up to third spot now, so they're uh, yeah they're going great guns, Brislington. Obviously, a little bit of a tough tough time out last year, but uh, yeah, they've uh, yeah hit the ground running this time round. Uh, George Jones, he was the main beneficiary of uh, a pretty a pretty uh, lacklustre home defence, unfortunately, and he scored uh, a yeah, first-half hat-trick, so it was uh, yeah pretty much over by half-time. Asa White also scoring twice for the away side and uh, a left foot finishing Danny Barwood as well. So, uh, yeah, real, a real uh, romp, really, for, for Brisbane. They were five up at the interval and it, it felt like they were scoring at will uh, at one stage. So, uh, yeah, real good win for them. Uh, Harry Scott scoring a late consolation for Lydia, uh
0: unfortunately now lost three on a spin. Lee Perks has been an ever-present um contributor to the podcast ever since um, we've been doing this. He's been a long-serving manager of Brislington and um, it's always fascinating to to speak to Lee, particularly this season after the club have taken voluntary relegation uh, from the Premier Division, which is something that we did cover in the interview but we started off by reflecting on that excellent win at Bishop's Lydiard at the weekend.
3: Yeah, we are delighted. Yeah, it was um, a good game, uh, lots of goals. Um, yeah, so glad to uh, go there and pick up the winners. So I've, I've never been there, to be honest, but yeah, nice setup down there and uh, a good resort for us. Yeah.
0: I mean, it looks like a bit of a walk in the park, but I mean, I've seen Bishops Lydia, admittedly, not this season. I saw them last season. And, um, you know, despite their lowly league position, they always seem like quite a competitive outfit. Is that how you found them on Saturday?
3: Yeah, I mean, it, it probably, um, sort of, or the, the, we changed on a, a red card, to be honest, uh, when our lads got uh, sent off into sort of 25 minutes into the game uh, for a handball. Um, the ref sent him off. We got a penny from that. We scored. I think that made it 3 0. Um, and now I think, you know, it was a, an uphill task for them to sort of get back into the game. Uh, we got a couple of more goals before half time, so we went in at 5 0. But in fairness to them, they they stuck at it, and obviously we only, they scored second half, and we scored. They were down to ten. So, if you look at it on the second half uh, basis, it was a, it was a draw. Um, but no, I mean the game was won at halftime really, and fair play to them to you keep going and keep keep the, the score long down.
0: Well, one of the most impressive things about your recent performances is the number of goals you've scored. That's 14 in your last three games. All of those, of course, wins. So it looks like you've been you've hit a really good run of form, quite possibly at the, you know at a really good time.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we started quite well. I think the first game was against Wales, um, and then the second game was against Nelsie, and we lost. Um, but yeah, our last sort of four or five games has been really good. Like you say, we scored plenty of goals. Um, and we're, we're, we're third in the table, and I've got a game tonight as well against Warminster So I don't know, you know, what if we can get any um, anything from that. But but yeah, at the moment things are, go, are going well. It's still a long way to go, and we're happy with you know, where we are in the um, in the league.
0: Of course, Warminster finished second um, last season. I mean, this season hasn't been going quite as well for them. But one side that I thought would do well. Uh, this season is Odd Down of Bath, and you had a very convincing win at their place. Um, I mean, what did you make of them? Did you think they'll be one of those teams to be up there or thereabouts?
3: Yes, obviously we played Odd Down a few times over the past, and obviously they dropped down the same as us uh, into Division One. But um, but yeah, I mean we went there. We we they they, they I mean Odd Down started better than us in the first sort of ten minutes, but they didn't manage to score. And then once we got our you know we got our our goal, and then we got our second goal. Um, we done really well, and to be honest, it's probably one of our best performances overall. Um, and scoring obviously five goals as well. So yeah, uh, that was um, a very good win for us as well.
0: And then of course there was that Canton game. They held you at home. Now I I thought Canton would go well this season. What did you make of them?
3: Yeah, they were very good as well. But to be honest with you, they should have been out of sight. We were three nil up. We 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 were we were I think it was three 0 at half time, um, and then they. They, we missed the chance to make it 4-0 just after our time, which I think that would have made made all the difference. But third place when they kept going, they got they got it back to 3-1 and then they got it back to 3-2 and then they scored in the 94th minute. Um, but yeah, as soon as they got back to 3-2, uh, we started panicking and there was only five minutes to go, they got it back to 3-1. And to be honest with you, I think there'll another five minutes after that. They probably would have went on and won the game. But... <laughs> We we, sh- we should have never let the three 0 lead slip, but we did. But no, they're a good side. Um, obviously, they were up there last year. I think they just missed out on the playoffs. So I can see why. They're, you know, they're quite good all through, um, good up top. But yeah, that was a good game. But um, We managed to uh, walk away with a point, better than all three, to be honest.
0: Well, we've talked about Dan and we've talked about canton, but which other sides do you think are going to go well this season in the First Division?
3: Wells were good when we played in the first game i um, know that they're they're above us as well uh, at this minute in time. Uh, Nelsie, were you come up from the Somerset, well, were very good as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's 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 going to be sides which, which are going to upset us. And you know, it, for me, it, it's um it's it's a, it's a new thing for us at the moment being in Division One. So we need to take every game as it comes. We've got a strong side. But yeah, the, the, the sides we played at the moment, obviously Gwynn-Canton were good, Wells were good, and Nelsie were good. Um, yeah. So, you know, football's football, there's a lot of games to go and no doubt everyone has started beating everyone in the ticket from there.
0: And what about Brislington? I mean, what are your ambitions for this season?
3: To win it, to be honest. Um, we've got a good squad. Um obviously we took the the relegation through finances. Um but yeah, we we managed to keep ninety uh, percent of the players and I've added to it. So our ambition is to try and go and win it. Um, and then see where that takes us next year and go from there.
0: Well, I mean, it, you know, if you win it, it will take you back to where you came from. I mean, is that something, given the situation that you said with the finances, is that something that you think you could manage next season?
3: Well, to be honest with you, if if they do, if what if what they're saying they're going to do is make two divisions, I believe, um, I don't know what's set in Spain at the moment or not, but you know, if it's a case of us going back into the division and being exactly the same, then it's not worth us doing it because it's basically down to finances. If they're doing it and they're going to do a restructure and, you know, wherever the cut-off point is or, you know, whatever decision they make, then it's one of them where we'll have to just, you know, if the club can do it, then we will. It's just a case of this season Um, it was a case that they just could not afford to, to run in the prem and, uh we made the decision to drop down the league allowed it, and we're, every game at the moment is local, and we're, you know everything's everything at the moment is running okay, finances as well. But um, you know, I, I don't know what's going to be happening next year.
0: Well, of course, Lee. I know you're a, you're an avid listener to the Western League podcast, and of course, we have been covering um, the, all the latest news on project on Project Southwest yeah. um, since the start of the season. Uh, so, of course, the, the, the restructuring that you're talking about looks very much like it is well and truly on course. And next season, we will have two Step Five divisions, where currently only one sits. You know, from the tip of Cornwall all the way up to um, um, up to up to Bristol. I mean. Given the situation with your finances, obviously people will be familiar with the fact that you, you took voluntary relegation. If Project Southwest had come about a season earlier, do you think Brislington would have stayed where you were in the Premier Division?
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, I doubt it. Was basically all down to to finances and to and to get the players to actually come along because a lot of the uh, a lot of players don't. Just think we just couldn't get players to, to do the travelling, and it was, you know, it had been, been a no-brainer for us to, to, to carry on spending. Chucking, you know, to, well, the club wouldn't be able to do it. It was simply we, we had a meeting at the end of last season, and they just said they couldn't afford to, to do it. And the travelling cost was going to be more this year with, with fuel being dearer, and obviously they, they, there was a couple of, couple of other teams come into it, and um, they said they just could not afford to, to stay in the, in, in the Premier League. Uh, that was the reason why they took the relegation like I believe Odd took it the year before
0: I mean it, it's an interesting point I know that there isn't a great deal of sympathy from this right down in the southwest west of England but one of the features I've noticed increasingly over the last two seasons on the podcast is the fact that the football that we play, and I mean, I mean, I'm talking about this as a, as a spectator, but you understand it as a manager. So this is all about the player pool that you can recruit from, and indeed, you know, the quality that you're able to build your side around. Correct. You know, the, the the current sort of, you know, we can cook we can talk about the cost of living crisis if you like, but the reality of it is that we are talking about men's 11 aside Saturday afternoon football, and we're talking about, you know, we were talking about Step 5, obviously we're talking about Step 6 this season. There is an issue in getting young men of sufficient quantity and quality to play at our level of football. Now, you must manage that crisis or that situation, you know, every single Saturday.
3: It is correct, yeah. I mean, it's... It was all about, to, to, to be honest, it was all about the finances. That was the top, the top thing. And the next thing was about getting players to actually get on a coach and travel all the way down to where it was or where we were going to, to get eleven players on a coach to do it. Now there was, it was it, pointless going down there with with eleven players, where you know you're, going, you're, you're, you're not going to win. And it was more the case of us, you know, me sitting back going, well, you know, you know, I've been in this job for a long time, Chris, and every season. It seems to be getting harder to get to attract players, even harder now to try and attract them to, to to sit on a, a coach for five hours, and then to come back, you know, if, and not have the strongest side you want. There's just not enough players to go around to do it. And the the, the situation was, like I said, is that I I with the finances was the the, the front foot of it, but and the other thing was trying to get players to get on the coach to do it. And I spoke to I spoke to everyone after the last game of the season. I said, look, this is the situation. If, if they let us do it, what, what, you know? And it was all, you know, well, yeah, no, we don't, we don't want to do that again. We don't want to be travelling or, you know. But that was the situation. That was the only reason why we have done it. It's not for us to drop down to try and win a league and be glory. And it's like everyone thinks that thinks that's what we've done. You know, everyone is everyone at the moment. It seems to be against Briz because of what we've done. Now I can I can guarantee. 99% or well, 100% guarantee that there's clubs out there now who are in exactly the same predicament we were in last year are now going, I wish we'd done what we've done.
0: Right, let's talk about the football again. And okay. um, you've got Warminster up next, then you've got Corsham in the FA Vars, and that's going to be a really exciting test for you, isn't yeah. it? Because, of course, Corsham aren't the Corsham that we remember correct, from yeah. the uh, from the Western League First Division. They've undergone something of a renaissance under Kieran Bags and his um, Galacticos. Yeah. So you're going to get a real test there, aren't you?
3: Yeah, I mean, we've been called the Galacticos as well lately, to be honest with you. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it will be a test for us and it'll be a, a leveler for us to see, you know, that obviously they're, they're a step higher than us in, in the pyramid system. But uh, yeah, it's, it's somewhat we're relishing. We're at home as well, and again, if we can if we can get something out of um, of that game, it, it brings more finances to the football club, being it's the FA Vase. But yeah, it, it's it's one of them we're looking forward to, and uh, hopefully we can you know, if we can win, we can get into the next round of the cup.
0: Well, you'll you certainly have plenty of supporters. Um, in the Western League, hoping that that's exactly the case. Lee, thank you very much for your time. I have to say thank you very much for your candour because I appreciate that your football club, you know, has been in, you know, as as Odd Down were before. You've been in a, you know, in a... a in a difficult situ- um, situation, having taken voluntary um, relegation yeah. and what goes with that, not just within your own club, I'm sure, but also with other people who've got an opinion. Um, oh. So I, I appreciate yeah. you, a you know. You-
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a game of opinions, isn't it? Somebody yeah, once to- yeah, said opinions are like a piece of the anatomy that we can't talk about on the podcast. Everyone's got one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, But I really do appreciate you, you know, you talking so candidly and I've always enjoyed our conversations and um, I look forward to catching up with you later in the season.
3: No worries. Thanks very much.
0: Now, uh, our next game is a five goal thriller. And again, this one can be categorised in the one sided box, Tom. Um, um, Bristol telephones against Wales City. Yeah, and
1: I think it was yes. Yeah, it's, it's worth mentioning how well Wells are going. Uh, a five-nil victory for them on the weekend. Uh, now just uh, a point off top spot. So uh, yeah, they really have um, yeah hit the ground running really. A couple of couple of defeats to start the campaign, but since then uh, haven't really looked back. Uh, Ten-match unbeaten streak, and uh, yeah, that shows no sign of, of slowing really. A couple of first-half goals from Ali Sen, uh, either side of a Harry Horton effort, uh, making them making them three-nil. Um, uh, putting them 3-0 up at the interval and then it was jake curtis uh, second half brace of his own and uh, yeah real huh, don't
0: don't see how wells are, are going to be slowed at the moment a big another bigger away win for them now our next game's got six goals and two really interesting sides Longwell green sports of course have done a huge amount off the pitch and we're looking for great things on it and radstock town managed by my old mate ray johnson uh radstock desperately looking for that first win of the season but um it didn't quite come at longwell green no and they
1: will maybe not get a better chance in the in the in the near future uh they were three nil up at one point and uh looking like yeah, as you say they were going to get that first three points but uh not to be um yeah can't argue how well they played at the start of the game uh kieran cooper heading them Heading them in front, uh, but there was uh, yeah, that was either side of goals, should I say, from coric So they were three 0 up after about an hour. Uh, but then, unfortunately for the for the OA side, they did lose a man to a to a red card. I think it was Owen Bartley who was dismissed. Uh, so that uh, seemed to give Long Green the impetus, uh, and they scored. I think it was twice in the final five minutes, in, uh, towards the end of the game, to 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 grab the unlikeliest of draws. Uh, Matt Brown scoring twice uh, for, for in their comeback, uh, and there was also a goal from substitute Lewis Coleman. Uh, he was only on the pitch for five minutes, but uh, that was enough to to do the damage. And it was Long
0: Green who probably uh, went home happy, having, uh, yeah, stolen a point. And finally, Wincanton Town, um, their impressive uh, form in the first division continued at home against Almondsbury. Absolutely. Uh,
1: another another team that, are, yeah, showing real signs of, of strength over this um, sort of uh, second part of the season. And it's a, yeah, 3-1 win for Wincanton. A good week for them all around. <clears throat> uh, a 3-0, as I say, 3-1 win uh, Dan Wise, uh, doing, doing, doing most of the business here. He scored twice, uh, tucking home a penalty on about the hour, uh, after about 60 minutes or so to double their advantage. And then it was sub Jack Mellock. He's, uh, he's made a good impact for them. Uh, he was failed, um, for the earlier penalty, but then he grabbed a, a goal of his own 15 minutes from time. Uh, it was Ormondsbury who had the last word, uh, Matt Payton scoring an in injury time, but, uh, yeah, they fell to defeat and it was another good
0: win for, for Winky. Now the big game coming up in the Western League is one we've all um, been well. It's one that we've been we've talked about already. I say in the Western League because it's the FA Cup second qualifying round replay, and um, between Bishop's Cleeve and Helston Athletic. And I think I speak on behalf of everybody in the Western League. We really do wish Helston the very best of luck um, um, for that game after their heroics away at Bishop's Cleeve. Hopefully, they'll be able to do the job at home. Uh, on Tuesday but of course by the time you're listening to this that game will have happened Um, so let's move on to Saturday the 24th of September the FA Vars second qualifying round and um, in a break from our normal tradition I'm just going to run you through these fixtures we do have some games in the Premier Division and First Division Tom and I won't be picking out our fixtures to watch but we will do a quick name check of those sides involved in FA Vars Uh, action this weekend. Uh, AEK Bocco, they travel to Ascot United. Ashton and Backwell United entertain Camberley. Barnstable Town entertain Axminster. Bishops Lydiard entertain Liscard Athletic. And Bitten entertain Eversley and California. Such a lovely place, such a lovely place. Bovey Tracy, um, they entertain Welton Rovers. Brislington take on Corsham Town. Cadbury Heath, they take on another former Western League um, uh, name in Roman Glass and George. Cheltenham Saracens, um, they take on Hallen. Cribs, remember them. My God, they haven't got... Uh, well, Portishead haven't got too far to go. They, they're going to take on uh, Cribs. Falmouth Town take on Launceston. Hengrove entertain Lydney Town. Helston Athletic against Saltash United, one of the few all Tour station Western League affairs. Millbrook take on Ivy Bridge. Odddown entertain Newton, Abbott, Spurs. Olden Labuttonians they take on Almondsbury, and in another all Western League affair, Shepton Mallet against Mausel, two of the really big boys, and then just to finish things off, Torpoint Athletic will entertain Wendron United. So best of luck to all of our sides in FA Vars action at the weekend. We have been looking. At your excellent bulletin, Tom, of course, for those people who listen to the podcast week in, week out, they will know that I always ask you where mm. you can find it. I'm not going to ask you that now. No. What I am going to ask you is, I can see I'm looking at the league tables. When are we going to get the goal scorers? Because we do oh. love talking about those, don't we? It's
1: probably in the not too distant future. I think it's, yeah, about about time that we maybe do start jotting those together. I'll we'll have, a, have a quick gander over the next uh, coming weeks and see if anyone's sort of reached double figures. I'm I'm going to guess that there might because there's been some Good goal-scoring streaks. So I can think of uh, Sasha Tong, who's uh, yeah firing them in uh, from all angles for for, uh, for FC Bristol at the moment. So yeah, I'll, I will have a look at that, and I would have thought that's something that can be that can be arranged in the uh, in the not too distant future, and that'll be
0: something we can we can we can keep a note of. That'll be excellent, absolutely excellent. And of course, for those of you who do, if, for anybody who does want to have a look at Tom's bulletin, you can find it on the homepage of the uh, Toolstation Western League website. It's a bumper edition this week I have to say because of course we have quite a lot of midweek games um, and we had no games uh, uh, last weekend um, so Tom has um, you know, it's, it, it, there wasn't an, a, an edition then so, so this is a sort of a, a bumper edition but there we go that's enough from me. Tom thank you very much indeed for your time it's great to be back on the Toolstation Western League podcast